0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street.
1: Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney travel news. We are your hosts.
0: I am Mike Braddock.
1: And I'm Amelia Braddock. And today, park hopping, park passes, and more in 2024 at Walt Disney World. And Disneyland's Downtown Disney is getting some new food offerings.
0: Yes, uh, in the news this week, something to sort of... Be happy about but there is a dark side to this or sort of an underside that doesn't affect everyone I mean I, let's talk about park passes and park hopping so park hopping was the big story this week As we all know, there were some changes coming in January. January 9th, to be specific.
1: This is some good news. I will admit this is a step forward. It
0: is a step forward. Yeah, I'm going to admit that too. You know me, I have to admit I'm a glass half empty kind (laughs) of guy. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed that. I like everything to be fixed at once. Not in dribs and drabs, but... Yeah, that's fair. Dribs and drabs is what we're going to get. So as of January 9th...
1: You can finally park hop if you have park hopper or an annual pass without... With park
0: hopper. Yeah, with
1: park hopper. Without waiting until 2 p.m. So that's great. Um, However, you still have to have a park pass reservation.
0: Yeah, here's how it works. So on days when... So this is ridiculous, right? This is where I'm coming from. So on days when park pass reservations are required for annual pass holders still... And certain non-dated tickets. So I don't know which tickets people buy who don't have annual passes that don't count.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit unclear on that. I'm assuming
0: if you spend a week in a hotel and you buy your tickets with it, that counts. If you just buy a five-day pass but you haven't attributed a date to it, it doesn't count? You know, this is where it gets a little bit silly. Um, Anyway... On days when theme park reservations are required for annual pass holders and certain non-dated tickets, pass holders and guests will be able to take advantage of the updates to Park Hopper Access after visiting their first park. So this is where it gets still so silly. For example, if you have a reservation at Epcot, so you've still made your park pass because you're an annual pass holder, and then you have to run into the park when it opens at nine, and then you can go anywhere you want later. Yeah. So. They're still making us run into the park, but
1: Well, because what I said was essentially, let's say you want to go to Magic Kingdom, but it's full that day. So instead you just book Animal Kingdom, check in at Animal Kingdom and then immediately run to Magic. Yeah. So Magic Kingdom's still going to get full.
0: No, they do have a stipulation that subject to availability. So and that was but that was always the case with Park Hopper. And here's my biggest beef with all this. So, first of all, let me talk about what they are doing. So they're having these even sillier good to go days, they're calling what? them. Yeah. So a good to go days, <laughs> which also starts in January, are going to be certain days that Disney's gonna say on their calendar, hey annual pass holders, you don't need a park pass today. So these are obviously Lucky gonna us. Yeah, well, they're not gonna be when we go because they're gonna be probably the lowest traffic days. Well, so naturally. that's great if you're a local. Right. And this is my whole thing. They're lumping all annual pass holders together, but not all annual pass holders are the same. And I really, I don't think any annual pass holder should have to book park passes as of next year because for 50 years almost... That's
1: even less convenient if you live in Florida.
0: Yeah. I mean, the parks are less crowded now and... For 50 years, there was no problem. So why are they still discriminating against annual pass holders? And then there's people like us, lots of people like us, who have annual passes, but we're not locals, right? So we're DVC holders or people who go regularly. The point being, when we visit, we have a hotel reservation on site and stay for a week. So at the very least, and I did write a pointed letter (laughs) to Disney, and I urge you all, if you're in the same boat and you care at all, then send a letter to the Disney execs through customer service email their customer service email and saying, listen, we're not locals. We have to book a hotel reservation to visit. We plan this. This is the thing, right? We plan this months and months ahead, if not, you know, half a year ahead. So why are we having to book a park pass when our neighbors next door who aren't annual pass holders do the exact same thing but buy tickets? They can just walk in any park, making planning much, much easier. So it it is discriminatory. They are penalizing annual pass holders, especially the non-locals who are booking vacations with hotel rooms. So I don't know. I'm still hoping they will change this. So great, we can park hop. Well, I'm still
1: confused because it's vague. When they say subject to availability, like let's say Magic Kingdom is you cannot buy a park pass for it. But that doesn't mean that everybody who had the park pass is in the park at 10 a.m. that morning. So if you go try to scan in, is it? Oh, sorry, there's too many people in the park, or there's too many people maybe entering the park today.
0: Yeah, I think it's only going to which count is it? For, Who knows? I think it, it's just a safe. First of all, it's a safety net. They want to throw it in there, so they have the option of telling you you can't go. <laughs> but it, it will apply at Christmas, right? In yeah. those days when the parks are full at 11 a.m. Well, that's different. Yeah.
1: Every park is full yeah. on Christmas.
0: But this gives them an out to say, hey, someone comes, but I'm allowed to park pop anytime. Well, yeah, but the park's full, as it's said in our stipulation. So they can refer back to it. I don't mind that. That's fair. For,
1: it gives their cast members, I guess, a thing to pull out if people are getting mad at them.
0: Yeah, I just find it ridiculous that annual pass holders who are booking vacations even if you're local let's say you're local and you want to stay in a hotel for the weekend you shouldn't have to book a park pass for that you should be given the same treatment as anybody else anywhere who is booking a resort on site because we are your most loyal guests (laughs) you know annual pass holders and disney vacation club members and the combination of the two are the most loyal guests so It was fine for 50 years. I don't know what is the issue now.
1: I think they need a medium. If they were just like book, you know, a time where you're going to be using your annual pass without booking a specific park, even that would be fine. Because when you buy a data ticket, you alert them that they're going to be there. Fine. Book, you know, like a hotel room, tie it to park entry. But booking a specific park is limiting when other guests don't have to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. At the very least, at the very least, if you have an on-site hotel reservation, DVC, rack rate, whatever you're doing, and you have an annual pass, you should not have to book a park pass, just like anybody else who's visiting Walt Disney World at that time. So the park hopping thing is sort of good news, but it's okay news if you if you have an annual pass, you're still chained down. So
1: Still good, though. Makes it easier to do four parks one day.
0: Yes, it does. It's not a negative for sure. It's just like halfway there. When I saw this release, I was like, yes. And then I read it and went, oh, come on. Come on, Disney.
1: Well, one time I did four parks after 2 p.m.,
0: Yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. You can do, it depends what your personal rules are. Did you go on a ride in every park?
1: I went on a ride in 75% of the parks. So
0: you missed one park with a ride. But I
1: ate in that park.
0: It's sort of like our great Saratoga Springs pool hop challenge where we do all all five pools at Saratoga Springs Resort in 27 minutes, whatever our record is. 26, 23, 23 minutes. But we say you have to spend at least one minute in the water in each pool. But
1: I had a meal in the park. So I think it counts.
0: Yeah, so as long as you don't you're not stepping in. I'm inside and then boom you're out. So you have to go in the park and either eat something, buy something, or go on a ride. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever your personal rules are, we did find out unfortunately, they do not give out the certificates anymore. They used to give you the Four Parks One Day certificate at the It's hotel harder desk. now
1: because you're in a time crunch. Now the cast
0: members didn't even know what we were talking about at the Grand Floridian. Whereas in the past, you used to get a nice little paper certificate. Oh, just another thing that has been lost over the years. Anyway, park hopping is back starting January 9th. These, you know, I know these good to go days won't apply to anyone who's not local annual pass. But hey, you know, if you're an annual pass holder locally, it's better than nothing. How
1: how far in advance do they do these good to go days?
0: I don't know. They they didn't even say when. They just said January date TBD. So oh, lucky. I don't know if there'll be month to month on the calendar or if, or if we will see them for the entire year or how it's going to work. But park hopping back, park passes bad for annual pass holders still. So it's almost like, wow, maybe we shouldn't have bought an annual pass. That's probably what they want, right? Because they make more money off the ticket holders j- if you go three weeks a year like we do.
1: I don't know that I would go quite so far the no, other way. It's but... just
0: annoying. I mean, anyway, it should at least free up the calendar for booking park passes unless they're reducing the number of park passes that they'll allow. We'll see, which means we should probably get on that for our next one. It coming just up doesn't really
1: make sense.
0: It doesn't make sense at all. But a lot of things they've done like in the it last just doesn't few years. Make sense. Yeah. There's been a lot of doesn't make sense from Disney in the last since COVID really. I mean, I think COVID really just bottomed up the whole thing as we know.
1: I think they're on their way to going away and thank goodness for that.
0: We'll see. So, if you care about it and you're like us, shoot off a note because, you know, they do listen to what people say. All right. In other news over in Disneyland, not quite open yet, but downtown Disney, I think this is good news too. They're getting a whole bunch of new sort of fast restaurants, four new offerings under one roof in a new place in downtown Disney, going to be called the Parkside Market.
1: Yeah. So this is a new curated collection of different culinary concepts. And so they will have four new offerings all together. And it's going to be part of an expansion of you know the west end of downtown Disney.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, it's good. It's good news. So the first one's called Soul Sister. And they have a fast casual eatering serving Korean food. That's sort of cool.
1: Yeah. So it's based on Korean rice bowls and they're going to have a California twist. So executive chef Kelly Kim is going to showcase the different Korean flavors through marinated meats and different vegetables with savory sauces over rice, noodles, salad. And there's also going to be some appetizers, an Asian-inspired breakfast menu and handcrafted drinks.
0: All right. So that's good. And then the next one's going to be called Sip and Sonder. And this is well-known cafe in L.A., and soon you will be able to get their signature lattes, fresh treats, frozen drinks, and Caribbean-inspired bites. That sounds interesting in downtown Disney. Oh, Gigi's Chicken Shop.
1: Yes, which I'm guessing in this case doesn't mean Gilmore Girls or Gossip Girl. So this was founded by James Beard.
0: Award winner Rob Katz and Kevin Bohm.
1: Yes, alongside Michelin star chef.
0: And partner.
1: Lee Woolen. And this will serve as a family-friendly menu of, you know, chicken sandwiches, salads, more classic sides. And this will be their first location, West Coast-wise. Yeah, and I
0: think Gigi's, sort of like we used to call Grandma and Grandpa Gigi. I think oh, their yeah. Gigi's is their mother or something like that. It is oh, sort of, yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, it's sort of related to the chicken soup. Gigi was uh, someone special in one of the lives. I can't remember hey, they right have a now.
1: Michelin star? I'll yeah. give it a shot. <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah, it's always good to see... If they earn their stars, especially in a sort of non traditional takeout location at Disney. Yes. And then there's one called Second Story Bar.
1: So this will be an alfresco spot and this will have signature craft cocktails. There we go. Oh, and, and mocktails. And
0: mocktails, all right.
1: Yeah. So this will use some local ingredients, artful garnishes, and there will be different selections like frozen lemonade, froses, espresso martinis, shareable cocktails. And spirit free drinks. So
0: as you're saying this, I'm. this is an Instagram stop for sure. There's going to be some nice I want fancy... I cook- Yeah, we're going to have to definitely try that and take some photos and post them here and on GrandOneLounge.com yes, as well. Yes, for sure. And then there's some new... Uh, there's a new stage in Lawn Area. We talked about this before, also coming to the West End. So... That's uh, lots of new stuff coming there and more stuff even coming in the future. More food. More, more Michelin ethnically- star. Yeah, and ethnically diverse food, which I love to sample all this stuff. Sort of like World Showcase yeah. in downtown they're Disney. they're
1: building their very own. Yeah, so
0: there's a Chinese restaurant, Ding Tai Fung. And they're known for their soups and dumplings and noodles. I'll try that.
1: Yes, the Michelin star is bringing in some Mexican cuisine with Carlos Guetta at Paseo and Centrico. California
0: Cuban cheese rolls and pastries. Ooh, will also add that stop yeah, to my list. Porto's Bakery and Cafe. So lots of good... That's quite a lot, actually. I have <laughs> I mean, my
1: personal hit list for this area we now. We just said
0: this sort of quickly, but uh, the first four are coming up, you know, anytime... Tw- they're saying before the end of the year, I believe. So... By the time we're there again next year, oh, there's yeah. going to be lots and lots of new stuff to try. And that makes downtown... Disneyland.
1: Next uh, summer. Yeah, downtown Disney
0: needed more... There were a lot of good table service, but I felt like it was more lacking on these sort of counter service, quick service takeout options. Even if it's like polite pigs type of thing, it would be fine where you can just sort of yeah. get in and out quickly if you need to. Yeah,
1: now they need is a Gideon.
0: And not have to book a pass. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let that one go. All All right. right. That's the news for this week. So good news with park hopping and holdout news for us annual pass holders on the park pass. Thanks for listening. As always, follow along at 1923 Main Street on social media. Check out the new shop at 1923mainstreet.com slash shop. New designs loaded pretty much every day. And we'll see you again next week. Have a magical day.
1: Bye-bye.